Hello there. And I mean, I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving this past Thursday. It was a pretty good holiday, especially for a few people. And a pretty good holiday for the Buffalo Bills, who for the first time in 25 years played on Turkey Day. And you know what? They continue their streak of good luck. The last three games, the Bills have looked like a pretty complete team. And they took care of business against the Cowboys, or I should say the Cowpokes, right on Thanksgiving Day. Pretty good game by Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, and the Bills defense, even if they did give up a lot of yardage. But of course, Dallas was playing from behind for most of the game. But it was a complete, utter beat down by the Bills. And now it seems as though they are getting rewarded. Yep, I mean, this uh, Sunday's game, I don't know if it's a reward, but it's a test of their mettle. Because Baltimore comes into Orchard Park. Baltimore, who right now, I think, is the top team in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson, who is as dangerous with his feet as he is with his arm. It's going to be a test to see how far along the Bills are. And Buffalo's been rewarded a couple of times. The game against Pittsburgh on the 15th of December has been moved to prime time. And also, the second meeting against New England and their pretty vincible quarterback, if you ask me now, Tom Brady, is on Saturday the 21st. And it seems it just seems as though Buffalo's being rewarded and they're getting their chance to show the nation what they can do. You know, there's been years of struggle and frustration with the Bills. Two years ago, McDermott, with mostly a different core of players, finally got the Bills to the playoffs after a long time. Now that him and manager, general manager Brandon Bean have tweaked the roster towards players they can coach, Buffalo's starting to reap the rewards, and they could reap more rewards next year. Because they've got several draft picks and about $90 million in cap space to use. You know what Bean and McDermott are going to do. Continue the, to tweak the roster in their favor. And I mean it just shows how savvy Bean is when it comes to making deals. Buffalo is definitely on the rise. And it's looking good right now. And let's keep it going as we head towards the playoffs. You know, we keep playing like this. Maybe in a couple weeks we could clinch. And maybe, just maybe, there's an outside chance Buffalo could win the division for the first time in a long, long time. We'll see what happens. We go from that to a little bit of utter disappointment. What about the Syracuse basketball team? Seems as though with Chukwu going, it just seems as though there's no inside presence to rebound the ball. That became apparent in the NIT tip-off tournament. And let's be thankful that it seems as though we don't have to play in the Barclays Center for a while. Whereas Madison Square Garden has been a home away from home for the Orange, seems as though Barclays Center, not too far away, is a house of horrors. Because we go against two middle-of-the-road teams in their major conferences, which is what I think Oklahoma State and Penn State are 
for both the Big 12 and the Big 10, and we look like fools. It just seems as though no inside presence to rebound the ball, and we rely too much on shooting from outside. A lot, not a lot of driving into the basket to get a layup. Not a lot of trying to fight for a rebound. And it's going to cost us big time. We're off to our worst start in 23 years. Even though it's still a winning record. But there's cause for concern. A lot of people like me are wondering. Are, is Syracuse going to do something it's almost never done in Bayheim's years as the coach? Could Syracuse basketball possibly have a losing record? Oh well, we can still root for the Syracuse women's team under Quentin Hillsman, who's doing a pretty darn good job and has done a pretty darn good job recruiting. Heck, we've got one of the top ten classes in women's basketball for the Cuse, and even with a pint-sized guy like Hillsman, he definitely knows how to coach those ladies. Is this a change in the guard for Syracuse basketball? Could we be relying more on the women than the men? Who'd have thunk it? And I will tell you about the Syracuse football team. Way to end the season, even if it was a season of utter disappointment. Yes, there's going to be a lot of changes by Dino Babers to his coaching staff, hopefully. But it was a great way to end the season against a Wake Forest team who seemed to be having a year like Syracuse had last year. Even if we showed some of our ugly tendencies against the Demon Deacons. But what a way by Trill Williams to play robber. I mean, it looked as though, because I mean, let's just say, I've been a ticket holder and I watched it on the monitor when I was about to exit the Dome. Trill Williams saying thank you very much and then running to daylight to end the game even if all he had to do was go a little ways then fall down on the ground. But you know what? He wanted to do it for the fans. He wanted to do it for everybody. Good way to end and let's hopefully look forward to maybe a pretty good recruiting class and hopefully a better 2020 for the football team. Who knows? There could be, could be another turnaround. Maybe Babers gets the idea that Ohana sometimes just doesn't work when it comes to coaches. But I will say, speaking of basketball teams, Syracuse may be struggling. But I will say, the Miners girls team looked pretty good in their first action. Yeah, against South Seneca in South Seneca's Thanksgiving tournament. And one thing I will say against Heather about Heather Mott, South Seneca's great basketball coach. Yeah, she's done a heck of a job. But do you think you could tone down the outfits a little bit? Yeah, we've seen over the years your version of eye slaughter while on the sideline. But what about what you wore against Minders? That glitter, glitterly blouse and also the studded boots. Think you could tone it down a little bit? My eyes were kind of burning. But I will give a couple of more quick shout-outs to this. Kudos to Cheryl Denolfo, the outgoing Monroe County executive, for signing a bill that, get, that pr protects the cops and first responders from annoyance and harassment 
which is all too prevalent nowadays with the police force. Of course, on election day, they passed that police accountability board measure. You gotta figure, there's a little bit of leeway there, but you know what? Our police officers and first responders, not only in Rochester, but anywhere, deserve to be protected, deserve to be able to do their job without all these looky-loos in their phones. Well, of course, you look at the protesters. They're all African-American. And even the one there who thinks he's the Reverend Al Sharpton. Hey, there's only one Reverend Al Sharpton, and he's a nuisance anyway. So you know what? Shut up and let the police do their job. And last but not least, it seems as though there's now a potato shortage. A french fry shortage could be coming. Who's gonna save us? Ah! Oh well, it seems as though the weather apparently had damaged some of the potato crop. So you know what? People are scrambling, wondering, what's gonna be the bean side dish for my burger? Well, you know what? You can always call for mashed turnips, mashed parsnips. You could also have uh, mashed broccoli moved into paste with a little butter. Oh well, wishful thinking. There's always a salad. Get over it. You'll survive. I'm Ken Haas, and that's my story for this week.